Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 58 of the Gunnam Explained podcast. Uh, I'm Adam Blue, and luckily with me this week is Steven, um, still pulling his dad duties uh, and Gundam duties and Gunpla duties. Um, duties. I'm now saying that too much, but uh, you know about duties. How's things for you? I was going to say, I am <laughs> fresh from changing a diaper. I will not confirm whether or not I washed my hands before getting online. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's cool, man. I'm glad I'm glad you're able to join me. There's still a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Again, you can check out Steven's channel. Link's in the description, and I'm on on Wednesdays. Um, you know, hey, it might be fun to talk about Gumpla stuff in my channel, but Steven goes diving deep into like customizing uh, you know potential customs and we talked about something uh yesterday too that's up on his channel um and you know what it, it's cool stuff too because it's stuff i'm gonna want to do the customs he's coming up with and so maybe others out there that are interested also uh could try their hands yeah. at it too yeah i appreciate the shout because you and i have some fun stuff i think uh coming down the pipe that um that people are gonna be excited about yeah, I mean, I'm already planning on, yeah, how to kind of, it's AOZ-themed stuff, and I'm kind of planning, like, to what, because I have a bunch of AOZ Gumpla that I need to make look like what you're doing, so I'm going to keep that stuff in mind. Um, You know, just real cool, always fun to shout out, Ian Hansen, our mod, good to see you. I like that he said I was here hours ago. <laughs> uh, that was funny. Um, But, yeah, all this, the regulars, we got Robert, Golden Striker, Jedi Sailor, uh, Josue, Metal Neo, Goose, um, let's see, Rogue New Type, good to see you, Midnight Hatter, good to see you, no, I'm joking, um, <laughs> uh, let's see, uh, Neon Wave, so awesome, um, yeah, let's, let's have a good time, because there's a lot of cool stuff to talk about, we'll talk about SD Gundam Battle Alliance, since that dropped recently, um, I have a review up, uh, on the channel, but since then, I've played it so much more, and there's even so much more to talk about, it seems like the game opens up as you go although i do have one concern and i'll get to that when we start talking about impressions um but moving from that you know gbo2 you know i'm not gonna be playing that as much with gundam uh battle alliance out but they did announce a new suit we'll talk about the gelgoog uh suit but also that will then dive into the vertex because the gelgoog vertex you know a specific cool uh mobile suit and there's some pilot stuff behind that that we're going to talk about here uh, you know, getting into lore. Uh, and then some funny meme stuff I found about Gundam, and I think that's always fun to share. So, um, you know, to start, um, you know, one thing that's not Gundam-related, but I just feel like it's like a PSA. Um, for those that haven't brought up to me JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, um, I've been watching that in, like, season one, amazing. Season two started, and I brought up that. I was like, ah, they kind of changed some elements, and I wasn't too sure, but now... Uh, season two is just getting amazing. Like this show is so much more amazing than I thought a show could be. And it is nothing like Gundam. They might both be Japanese animation, but they are completely different. And I so forget. You and I are very similar in yeah. the regard that like you and I are not big anime guys. Like right. I, you know, the, the most anime I get into is Gundam and Dragon Ball Z a little bit. Um, so as a non anime fan, do you put the stamp of recommendation, the stamp of approval on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Yeah, you know what? I, I do. Um, I was telling my brothers, you guys got to watch this because it's funny. Like uh, one of my uh, brothers, he doesn't he doesn't really care about anime, but he likes Berserk. But it's interesting because between him and I, like 
he got into Berserk, I got into Gundam, and then we're trying to get into other anime, and it's kind of tough. Because sometimes you'll watch something that's just not that interesting, and then sometimes you come across stuff like 80s sci-fi horror anime is like my favorite. But JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the, there's something else. There's anim the animation in season two is some of the best animation I think I've ever seen. There's like a shot where an enemy is going around one of the main characters, but it's as if the camera is moving as well. So they animated a 360 movement, and it's not like CGI or anything. And man, the animation. It's always impressive when they kind of incorporate 3D sort of camera techniques, like almost using physical space, but in the 2D. I, I love, and I think that's an interesting thing because with Gundam, it's easy for them to get away with that in space because there's less of the background that has to be animated. So. A lot of times, like in, um, although I think it is more 3D. I was thinking the origin with the Battle of Loom, or is it Loam? Loom, uh, where Shark comes in and just decimates uh, those uh, Federation cruisers. Anyway, I just had to bring up JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> because it's on my mind. Like, I got into the song at the end credits of the first season. I had never heard that song before. It's by a band called Yes. I'm sure everyone's heard of them. Um, I just never heard that song. And then, Season two has a different song at the end credits. It wasn't as something about music in media, like helps me really get into something. Um, so that's one aspect that helped season two. They changed the end credit song. It's, it's still a cool song, but just not as um, interesting. And I just want to jump back in the chat again, Lucas Garrett. Good to see you. Just want to see if uh, there's anyone else. Um, but yeah, so, <clears throat> and then Seen anyone just in case no one brought up JoJo? Yeah, curious what you guys think of JoJo. But anyway, another cool thing, Stephen, because of you, you sent uh, some goodies over to me, and these are this is really cool because you know I don't want to sound like, or I kind of do want to sound like I'm making Stephen sound like a badass over here. But like on his channel, he focuses a lot on the hobby aspect of stuff, and some of that's like 3D printing. And the Patreon he has his. Prints available, the STLs, he'll have them, you know, monthly, and he sent me some, and it blows me away, like, how cool they are, so check this out, guys. I mean, I feel bad, they're like a month late. <laughs> no, no, it's okay, I know you've been going through a lot of stuff, and, you know, this might, let's see, yeah, um, so here's Zaku, um, and it's, it might be hard to see, but, like, the detail on this is amazing, in fact, um, uh, like, I can't wait to learn to paint you know i'm going to be following a lot of what you're going to be doing um uh with these customs and i'm going to try to apply some of that the paint technique so there's that that's yeah we'll have to do some paint along streams because a couple yeah. of the minis that i sent you are primed and a couple of them are not mm. so you know i kind of want to see how you do uh you know selecting a primer and that kind of thing see i think that's going to help me being able to test on smaller things too uh and then this is nozaku um but this is just sick. This is probably a primed one, right? Yes, yeah. The but black ones are primed. And and that's one of my favorite, like the the pose for that goof custom. You know, I was going for that like uh that iconic scene of Norris Packard standing on top of the building looking down. Yeah. Yeah, it pulls that off. You know, a, a cool thing about it is this is not a big deal, but like so this one, this is the RX seventy eight two and it has a base on it. But it has to because it's doing a very dynamic and cool pose. But what I do like is the ones that don't require a base don't because I like it like that where it's, you know, at any scale you could take a picture in the ground, you know, the the uh, base um, is not there. And then there was the GM, 
Um, although I accidentally knocked the shield off, I'll probably glue it back on, but, um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, there's that. What's, what's very amazing about this, and it might be hard to see the detail, is, like, on the top of the beam saber, you know, the GMs have, like, that other little thing like poking out at the notch. top. It's literally, like, less than a centimeter. I, I don't even think it can pick up on the camera. That The detail, so it's resin, which is different than, like, the plastic, uh, like I'm used to the filament. Um, so I guess the resin really helps. Now, um, another thing real quick, I'm, I'm an Aliens fan, so it's actually pretty cool that you threw this in the face hugger. You know, I was like, I've got a couple more slots in the box, and, uh, you know, I've got a few things lying around. I wanted to fit this guy in there, but uh, I couldn't fit him in the box. Was uh, this? Um, oh, I forget which particular alien this is. I want to say it's like the gorilla Zeno. Yeah, potentially because that is it has a little more of the meteor top end, unless yeah. it. Yeah, and the, the head's a little different. Like it could be <clears throat> warrior or drone, but yeah, the head is a little. That's nice. Yeah, resin printers. Are, I mean, when I first got into 3D printing, I just bought the Ender 3 because it was not too expensive. And it was like you build it yourself. And I enjoyed it. But I quickly saw the limitations. And limitations just in terms of what I would want to print. Because really, it, the filament's fine for a lot of things. There's definitely a trade-off. I think yeah. that uh, the filament printers, you can get larger scale items. They're great for like cosplayers because you can print like, you know, if you wanted to print an Iron Man helmet, that's you've got the space on the on the print plate. The print plate yeah. that I have for my uh, resin printer, it's like you know this big. Yeah. So I mean, it's like maybe two by four inches. So you're really not going to be able to print a whole lot that's big. You know, you're 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 kind yeah. of restricted to like minis and uh, things like that. So yeah, the biggest thing I ever printed was, and I have them in the attic. I you know those uh, chain gates or chain walls you can buy for like gumpla i i yes. printed a whole bunch of them um for background stuff oh that's um, awesome all i need to do next is probably a light sanding paint and put stickers but i never did that it was just background <laughs> stuff um maybe you know put some quick, leds in it what's that maybe put some leds in the chain wall yes you know that is a good idea because i did have the leds in my white base hanger deck I on Amazon you can get that stuff cheap the little LEDs with the battery but to actually yeah, yeah customize it with a 3D printed wall that would be a good idea um, Neon Wave is saying something interesting here JoJo characters and stands are named after actual songs and artists though changed in the English dub due to copyright reasons literally there's a character named Vanilla Ice and others Aerosmith and yeah like all through the first season there's a lot of characters yeah that are named after bands but I think it was Maybe the names were enough where they wouldn't be dinged or they wouldn't be dinged. Lawyers would kind of just uh, head over there. But um, yeah, this yeah, I didn't notice it as much in the second season, but I guess it is due to the change. Um, uh, yeah, there's I mean, the main bad guy's named Dio, which Dio could be a lot of things, but that is also a heavy metal band from late 70s, early 80s. Well, Dio himself was in some other bands like um, I think it was Black Sabbath and um, Rainbow. Kind of that metal. It, yeah, there's a I lot mean, of Dio references. himself is kind of an iconic uh, yeah. metal, metal artist. Guy. So like, yeah. yeah, and then um, there was like a character named Sticks, but then he like died quickly. And then Speedwagon is so the name. It, it, it's Ario. It has like the full name, but they just go by Speedwagon like in the second season, so they don't. Nice. 
Um, now, how high is Styx's voice? Uh, you know what? I don't <laughs> remember because that character uh, went pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and Died then in falsetto. Neon Wave is saying the best part of JoJo, according to fans, is part seven, which isn't out yet in anime form. Okay. See, that's what's really interesting. Like, so this started on Netflix, what, in 2012 or something? And they've been, they're just continuing the manga, but it is like top tier animation. Like, it, I, I am actually surprised, like, how good this is. It must be, I wonder, like, in Japan, if it's like up there to Game of Thrones. I don't know. I mean, it's funny because, you know, I, I know a lot of Berserk fans who were oh. rather insulted by the uh, later animation from the what was it 2016 cgi berserk adaptation on netflix or something yeah yeah and it was like cgi yeah that that was weird because i remember watching that i had watched the other ones but there is something about that animation that i think maybe older people haven't been able to like get used to yet i think that it's kind of like um cgi when it looks bad but some people would prefer cgi over stiff. practical yeah 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 um Let's see. Um, Dio Brando is Italian for God Brand. Huh. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in Dio, oh, in, Dio in, in JoJo that's like references, and then there's a lot of things in the world that are actually just references to JoJo, from what I've learned. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Santo Bell is calling out. Life imitates art. Yeah, it, it, it's funny because it's like that Fortnite thing where people say, oh, that's from Fortnite. And no. Um, but no, uh, Zanto Bell was calling out uh, the JoJo Dreamcast fighting game. And yeah, that that's when I first ever heard of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure because a Dreamcast fighting game came out. And I was like, what is this? I mean, I, yeah. Um, oh, Neon Wave is saying it is um, expensive to produce. So interesting. So anyway, this is the Gundam podcast. <laughs> Although, <laughs> hey, it's okay to talk about other stuff. Um, yeah, you know what? Let me jump in to the screen share. Um so what I wanted to show <clears throat> real quick is just um, let me move this. Uh, just you know, this past week was a, a cool week because the Gundam uh, SD Gundam Battle Alliance came out. So I do have a few videos up now. I on my review, I put day one review because I kind of want to set the context that like I got it early, but not early enough to actually go through the entire game and do a, a, a full review of everything. Because, in fact, since that review, I've found it opens up a lot more in terms of gameplay, in terms of what the game is throwing at you. There's a lot of times I'm failing missions, I have to go back and grind. But it's, it's and it's, what I've learned, too, it's not as much grinding as it's also like, yeah, learn the techniques of either, just in general, of the game, or depending on what class you want to use. And we'll talk, mm -hmm. actually, in... Actually, yeah, let's just jump into that right now, because I think the other thing, the Psycho Gundam video, yeah, you guys know where to go to watch those videos. Um, Steven, <laughs> tell me, what did you think about Battle Alliance? I guess you got it on the Switch also, right? Yeah, so I got it on the Switch. Um, I didn't have as much time to play with it as you did, but, uh, you know, I had to get it on the Switch because when you're holding a newborn in one hand, you can actually kind of, like, maneuver and yep. do a little handheld action. So um, I did get a couple hours in, uh, and you and I had spoke privately and I was misinformed because I was in the demo. When you pause on Switch, it actually pauses the game. However, in the actual game, when you try to pause on the Switch, same thing as the PC where mm, there's yeah, no pause. It pulls up the menu, but you're you're still in game. Um, so I learned that the hard way. And, you know, like you, 
failing missions kind of left and right. Um, I, I really appreciate when I played the demo, um, the gameplay wasn't what I expected. And so I was kind of put off by that. But as I've gotten a little bit more into it, I've seen how engaging it is and how much of a challenge it really is. It's, yeah. you know, it's a cute looking game because it's SD, but it's actually got a bit of teeth to it, which I kind of like. Yeah, yeah, I tell you, you know, a lot of it too is I'm having to strategize on the fly. Like, where are my teammates at? What, how many med kits do I have left? And think, you know, and, and it's interesting because the boss battle, even though I haven't played a lot of Monster Hunter, the boss battles remind me of Monster Hunter in a way because a lot of times yeah. you'll have this, if it's not a big boss, sometimes they're small, but it really requires your whole team to be surrounding. I mean, I'm getting to the point where my main move is as soon as I see a boss targeting one of my teammates, I do this kind of like boost maneuver to get behind uh, the boss because that's how you're really going to take him out. And then you have to do yeah, your... Yeah, when you see that back hit, back hit, back hit, back hit, you're like, yes. <laughs> exactly. And because, yeah, th that's the thing. You want to position yourself to get some good damage. And, you know, something I'm still learning, and someone posted... Um, well, actually, as I get that queued up... Um, so what are some other thoughts or impressions? I mean, anything negative? Negative is, is fine here. I mean, I haven't really gotten anything negative from it yet. Um, cool. Like I said, I really enjoy the game. I think that uh, I really like the fact that using a med kit is a time commitment instead of just like you can mash uh, the repair button to gain armor points. Um, you almost have to, and you again, you and I kind of talk privately about this, where it's almost got a Souls-like feel to it, where everything is deliberate, everything is timed, and you yeah. have to, you know, if you're going to use a, a repair kit, you have to put some space between you and the boss, because, you know, that Epion can close, yeah, can close in, the distance real quick. You know, you know, one of the cool features in the game is that you can add, like, a, a perk to your... Uh, pilot, you know, it's separate from the mobile suit, and you have three slots. One unlocks, I think, at like five, and then it's 15, and then 30. Um, yeah. One of the perks is medkits uh, are faster. That's that's one that I ended up having to put on, because yeah, yeah, there are times where uh, if I didn't have that, there's no way you can heal yourself. Uh, you're, the, the, it seems like the, the enemy AI knows you're going to heal, or knows if, like, a friendly is going to go heal, and they'll go for them. Um, and that's the other thing yeah. that I wanted to bring up about this game, is that the AI, in particular the allied AI, is better than any other Gundam game that I've ever played. Hands down. I've seen them take out enemies when I was exploring. I would go, yeah. like, explore, because that's <laughs> another cool thing. There's, like, hidden loot. Um, yeah, and they'll just do the fighting for me, and I can stay back. Yeah, sometimes it's about staying back, and I will lure the boss toward me, so then one of my guys can heal the other, and then they can get back to fight. It's surprisingly yeah. well done. What What are your preferred uh, allied units? So that's a good question. What I started doing was, because I'm just a UC fanboy, I leveled up I, the GM uh, first to 15, and then I was using um, the gun tank and the gun cannon, just because they were starting ones. But now I'm at a point where I'm in the easy eight and I have a ground Gundam and the GM kind of backing me up. But I was using the Dom and that thing is so good. Uh, I, it, it has a, 
well in terms of like its melee uh yeah. style is like really fun which is another cool thing how the suits are different um in in just real quick kaz uh, wm's asking how late in in our double o spoilers and sd gundam haven't finished the show yet but started the game you know someone else asked that in the comments and some of you might be disappointed, but I'm skipping all story because then I don't care. And I think you can enjoy the game and not be spoiled because I will recognize maybe a, a location, uh, an encounter, but I think the story in in that game is different enough to where it's not really what's going on in the shows. Because, yeah, someone I, yeah did ask about even you see they're like, Oh, I haven't finished 0079 yet. And I was like, yeah, I don't think you're going to, you're not missing much. Yeah. The, uh, I I'm with you. I've skipped through most of the story. Um, really the story in this game is similar to the story in like dynasty warriors Gundam, where it's oh. more of a conceit that allows the cross generational, uh, mobile suits to exist in the same space. Right. Kind of like a, you know, like an enter the spider verse type thing. Um, Oh Yeah. No, it, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, you know, Gundam's it's, it's not it. <laughs> there to be enjoyed. It's there as a as an excuse to have the Barbatos fight the RX-78, you know? Yeah. Um, but that said, um, a lot of the kind of tentpole moments of a lot of these series, um, you know, everyone knows who Ron Baral is. You're yeah. not going to be surprised when Ron Baral shows up because even if you haven't watched 0079, you know what the goof is. You know the Nozaku boy. Like it's yeah. The 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 only things that get spoiled are the memes that you already know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, usually the quotes, if they're used as stuff, you'll you're really familiar with. Now, with the Switch version, I've heard that that's the only one with local. I don't know if you had tried that yet. Local Not yet. I no. uh, I will eventually once uh once little girl goes down to sleep, I will con my wife into playing some SD ah. Gundam with me. <laughs> Um, it, okay, and so is it really true then that, or I don't know if you looked at the menus, but that it doesn't have the online multiplayer on Switch? It it still has the online multiplayer, oh, so it's sweet. got both. So, oh, and I hope it's cross-play with everything. Um, it might not be, but yeah, we'll have to test it out. So that's a good thing about this game is on PC, when I go to multiplayer and I do quick match, I'm in a game in 30 seconds, and... The and another cool thing that I've started to realize is when you start a, a level in this game, you can beat it fairly quick. You could probably you could beat some levels under ten minutes. Some might take you more, but I've noticed that every I think every stage has a timer of thirty minutes. Now that's kind of cool because really it just tells you you can play the game in bite sized chunks if you want. Especially go online, grind with some people, get some XP. Um, but what is cool is I did a level today. Um, that was from UC Gundam, and it seemed like it was like a huge battlefield, and I was seeing like all the fighting up in the air. There were uh, allies and enemies like fighting over there, like but the real like the in-game NPCs and you know somewhere else. But there was a boss to go to over there. So that game gives you that thirty-minute timer. You could actually stay in that area and just fight and fight and fight, and more will come in. Like the game is kind of open like if you just wanted to sit there and fight the battle of solomon you can and then go fight you know a boss um yeah i do like that because it it'll, it gives you the the chance to just sit there and play it however you want 
in a way. And th- those minion enemies kind of lull you into a false sense of security because when you're mowing through like Leos and Zakus and uh, Grazes, you know, you're like, oh man, I could take on anybody. But then once those boss units hit and you're, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Yeah, because I guess as hard as the game is, I don't think a normal enemy unit has killed me yet. Even though I get attacked by them, it's mainly the bosses. But, you know, again, the, the levels are pretty unique. Some are super linear. Some have multiple paths, even though they lead to the same place. But you'll come across an area where there's some loot and then some enemies. So, you know, I, I will say as, you know, a Gundam fan, I love this game. But as a critical, you know, game analysis person, um, it I'd say it's pretty lightweight. If you're used to playing things like Elden Ring and that's all you know, or like uh, Assassin's Creed and you need like all of the unlockables. It's not here. If you like character action games and leveling up stuff and having many things to choose from for the combat, like this game has it. And Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, oh, you know what? Let me grab something. Robert actually just reminded me of something that I was going to grab, but it's unrelated, but I'm just going to do that on the side. Um, but anyway... Um, I was curious, how much time have you been able to get playing, I mean, you know, with Baby and, and everything? Like, is I mean, it... I've only sunk about, like, two, two and a half hours into it, um, but it has been enough for me to completely max out my Zaku 2. Oh, now, okay. Now, that is with the, uh, you know, the pre-order bonuses, like, you get, like, the extra capital to spend and whatnot. Oh, you um, know what? That's, that's funny you bring that up, because I guess people on the PC side i had trouble getting the pre-order stuff to to unlock yeah oh, really like some people are having to make a, a separate save file and then it unlocks it so for, hmm. for me luckily my copy did actually include the bonuses but it didn't show up it, like it shows i have dlc and everything but it's not uh uh I, but i don't i don't really mind there's so much to do yeah, yeah, I mean, I wasn't planning on using the Liu Bei Gundam or the the Cow Cow Gundam from Dynasty Warriors. Like that stuff doesn't really appeal to me, but uh, you know, it's cool to have it, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, you know that's a good point because with all the cool looking ones, I haven't bothered with anything that's not you see. But I know I eventually will. I'll probably do like Wing or Double O next. Um, yeah, since for I sure. I okay. mean, I mean, the Epion is is j- just watching. Like fighting against the Epion as a boss, I'm like, I want one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, collecting them just like Gumpla. Um, so I did hobby. this uh, early tips and tricks video, and I even said in it, hey, if anyone's got any, please post. And this uh, individual, Joel, will smile. Very nice uh, post. I want to read this real quick. So here's some tips. Do the tutorial missions, and I agree. It does help a lot. You'll be able to understand things like chain breakers, chain reversals, perfect guard, and such with these. Not only that, they give you an item you can sell for 500 credits, and I believe there is four of the tutorial missions. Um, so yeah, that's they don't make it mandatory to do the tutorial missions, but I think you should. You get credits Even for Even the game strongly suggests it. Like there's a little pop-up message that says, hey... The tutorials are important. You should learn the lessons in the tutorials. <laughs> oh, that's funny because I, I tell you, any text that comes up, I just, just match yeah, I'm like, a story. <laughs> no, Amaro wasn't there. No, I'm not. I'm going to do something real quick. Uh, sorry, I'm fixing my video. Oh, no, that didn't. Um, 
but anyway, yeah, to read this, okay, the things he keeps talking about, I think that's me, <laughs> is a chain breaker. It refills your boost gauge, which is what you use to boost around and also do melee attacks. In order to do a chain breaker, you need to have at least four-fifths energy. Energy uh, for it is the blue bar under the health bar. Totally did not pay attention to that. <laughs> um, you need to be able to hit the enemy with your chain breaker in order to get the boost gauge refill. If you don't, you'll waste energy. Unless they mean the, he's saying blue bar, maybe, you know, the one that fills up that I know the one that's yellow and then you get your super, but I guess. So there's a underneath the enemy, uh, like the boss oh, HP that. The blue yeah. bar okay. that, yeah, you, you build up the, the combo breaker and, and, yeah, I'm That's sure right. you've seen it where it's like when you hit a certain point and you hit the the, the break attack. Yeah, their their health bar like has a red X through it, and it's like. Uh, and that's when you can really lay into them with attacks and even do the the air attack. So, th okay, yep. so that helps me what, with what I was trying to figure out. I guess I because I don't read anything. I didn't realize <laughs> when I had to do the breaker. I thought it was if you're doing combos, and you want to extend it, you do it. But I guess it's really more of it doesn't matter what you're doing once that blue bar is at a certain point, you can break. Well, and you have to build up the blue bar like with like kind of minor attacks. So it's like the more mm. you hammer on them, the, you get that blue bar to a certain point and then you can hit them with the breaker, um, oh. which I, I've never been able to like actually do it myself. <laughs> I've done it accidentally. <laughs> you're right. It's mm. <laughs> um, but you know, that actually reminds me, it's like a, a reverse Sekiro, if anyone, or Sekiro, if anyone played Sekiro, it's like the, it's like a Souls-like where they change the combat to be more about, like, the enemy's posture and how you can stagger them. Um, so Kaz in chat actually says it's a different blue bar than the one that we're talking about, so. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna have to, yeah, and see, that's what's crazy about this game, because really, uh, a, a peon like me could just jump in and have fun playing the game. But there are so many deep mechanics, not super deep, but it's I guess they they give you options uh, for attack mechanics. Now, that said, I will say that it's one of the cleaner looking Gundam games that I've played in recent memory. Um, as much as I loved like Gundam Breaker 3, that game is a hot mess of UI and things going on on screen, especially once you start using funnels and like automated weapon attacks and stuff like that it's just lights and beams and colors and spray everywhere and you don't know what's happening because it's just everything is lit up yeah <laughs> it's just... and would you say that um uh it, the controls are done very well in this game or do you have any issues with the controls it's taken me a little while to kind of adjust to it because it's different from most gundam games oh um, yeah and that's what yeah, i find especially interesting coming from like a gbo2 background yep it's going to take you a minute to kind of... Because they, cause they almost book. had... What I've learned getting into Gundam games recently, they had, like, specific buttons would kind of do the same thing universally. Like, Y or Triangle usually was to take out your melee weapon for most. Yep. Um, and the reason I like it so much is because I have a background in just playing all sorts of games. I love action games. The controls are just like something out of any character action game. God of War, Devil May Cry... Um, there's probably a lot of recent ones that I'm forgetting about, but, um, okay, let me go back to this. Okay, you can press the same buttons for Chain Breaker for a reversal. This is when you're getting hit. It uses five energy, but it knocks the enemy back, getting them off of you and lets you combo them. It doesn't refill the boost gauge, though. Okay, 
See, and that's where I would get confused. Sometimes I would do a break but not get anything refilled, and I'm like, but that makes sense. Um, so rolls. This is when you hold guard and press um, Y or triangle T on keyboard. All-rounder MS, I believe, cancel out faster, allowing combos to be faster. And fighter gives you super armor. And sharpshooter, which is the most notable uh, difference, refills all your ammo, including sub-weapons. That's pretty cool. Now that I see that it refills sub-weapons, I have not been using that, even though the tutorial showed me how to do that. It's just nothing came about where I was like, oh, I need to use that move. But being able to refill ammo for a sharpshooter, that's pretty good. That's pretty huge. Uh, make sure you read your parts. You are oh, I have to read. Well, huh, no, but yeah, make sure you read the parts you're equ equipping. Words in red are a debuff, but you can find things like super, uh, like super armor against melee, which helps out a lot. I don't particularly know perfect dodge, but perfect block is right as you are about to uh, get hit. You block. I've had that happen. It allows you to take no damage and use no guard energy. There's also a counter when you block and time it right, and you'll do an attack, which usually puts enemies close or into break state, which is the state that allows you to combo them. Okay, repair yeah, kits can revive. Yeah, the perfect dodge, I hardly ever guard, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm mashing that boost button and just kind of dashing around. Um, and so I hit the perfect dodge, you know, accidentally yeah, <laughs> at least 20 times per, per level. And you know what? You brought up a good point because there's this another um, perk you can unlock other than the um, faster revives is um, auto block. Auto guard. Yeah, auto guard. Yeah. yeah. That's I, a lifesaver. I like, I'm going to equip this because I know I'm never going to touch the block button. Well, in it's there was this boss I just could not get past because um, I'm not good. No, because uh, the game's hard. And so I put that, I turned that on and that helped. But, you know, it, it's like any other game, really. Eventually, you're going to get to a point where you master it all. So it's just about learning. But there's a lot to it. I mean, you know, yeah. I, you, you and I haven't even really touched on things like the uh, like the damage vulnerabilities. The fact that, mm -hmm. you know, in one of the tutorials of, of the game, they tell you like, hey, you can't go fight the Barbatos with a GM because you only have beam weapons and they're not going to be able to damage the Barbatos. So use. A, yeah. A, a machine gun. Right. No, that's yeah, that's good stuff. That's what I like how there's the nuance between mobile suits that. They tend to do across their games. I think that's... Yeah. Um, so anyway, I appreciate uh, Joel Will Smile um, that I have it pinned on my Tips and Tricks video. I'm going to go back to this one. I need to review what to do, so if anyone else needs to. Um, you know, one other thing I want to talk on real quick. I don't like to focus on negativity, but there were... It was interesting how people would... Uh, you know, because this game just came out and there's not... There's really not too much out there. None of the main outlets are covering it. Um. I've had people post comments and some of them, you know, a little, you know, whatever. Um, but what seems to be funny is the people are review bombing the Steam uh, reviews saying stuff like, why is it SD? Or they'll say, this looks like the old SD, uh, I guess, capsule game from early 2010s. And they're like, it's not like this. And it's really weird because I, I see with, with fandoms that are um, not, like, super, super established, you'll have these core gatekeepy-sounding people sometimes, you know? And and I, my first thought was, you know what, I hope that made the Steam reviews mixed. And it's like, man, I hope yeah. that's not a trend because really this is a fun game. Like, 
the re- those bad reviews are people that are hardcore Gundam enthusiasts. But if right. we just want to get gamers to find this game, which I think a lot of people would like, I you'd hate for them to see that and think, oh, this seems like a toxic kind of community. I don't think I want to get into that. And I think that this is something that I talked about uh, when you and I first met was because it was right around the time that Gundam Evolution was starting its uh, network playtests. And, um, you know, a lot of people were asking me, like, hey, are you going to play Gun- Gundam Evolution? And I'm like, you know, it just doesn't look like a game for me. I, I wasn't a big Overwatch guy. Yeah. I'm not a big first person gaming guy. You know, there's a there's a kind of rule of thumb that I have when it comes to franchises where not everything that comes out with the franchise is for everyone in the franchise. And, and that's okay. You know, we need to kind of have the, the uh, self-awareness to take a step back and say like, you know what? SD is not my thing, but if these people enjoy it and it adds more, that's cool. You know, it's not, yeah. And it's not um, I don't think that SD Battle Alliance comes from a place of like wanting to change Gundam at its core. You know, there's a lot of like other franchises out there where you have media that comes out or content that comes out that is really like trying to change the fundamental messaging behind the original that came out. Right. Yep. And that's not what's happening here. Like SD Gundam has been around since around the same time as. 0079 like yeah i think it was yeah back in the the 80s yeah they're already kind of gundam stuff has always been a part of gundam um and that's more just to appeal to a wider audience yeah Yeah. um you know and that's interesting because um in my review at the you know near the start i was saying how i don't like the sd gundam look but this is a fun game and because the control scheme is not a standard Gundam control, it's more of a general action game control scheme. This game's positioned to uh, attract a large audience. You got the crossplay, multi-platform. So uh, this is almost another PSA that you know anyone out there that you, you know you're not into the game or you're into the game. I think the best mindset is let's try not to trash it, you know, and try to, you know, um, I guess yeah, if you don't like it, you know, try not to trash it just for the sake of keeping the Gundam name out there and positive, especially for new people getting in. But yeah, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's that again, fun game. Glad. I can't wait to hear what everyone else has to say. Oh, and I forgot to do it, but I was making a new channel in the discord. And I think it was just, I was at work and I was busy, but I wanted to make a channel so people can just come in and just talk about uh, Gundam battle Alliance with it instead of just in the general video games chat. So, um, awesome. Hey, no, Robert, I did not forget about it. I will get to it eventually, just going in order of uh, the topics. Um, let's see. Lucas Garrett saying, SD Gundam Battle Lines might not be my jam, but I won't throw shade on the game or those who love it. Yeah, and you're a very positive guy, Lucas, so I, I believe you. Um, oh, SD well, Gundam. Well, being too positive, I'm going to have to go out here and say <laughs> that I hate SD Gundam Battle Alliance because... <laughs> I really hate the fact that you have to click down the right stick in order to retarget onto an enemy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. Uh, yeah, that the targeting, it's funny because it's kind of like, you know, a Souls game or something, but there's something off sometimes, and I haven't been able to really figure it out. But no, Lucas is saying that SD Gundam came out around the time of Char's Counterattack, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. And. It, it, because, yeah, thinking back, I remember I streamed this a few months ago, but there was an SD game that came out in the 80s that was a shooter, just a vertical 
shooter, but all SD stuff. Um, yeah, it's fun, you know. Oh, Ian um, Armad, he added the channel to Gundam Explained. Yeah, so if anyone wants to hop into Discord, that'll best be there. Mod in, best mod in the biz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's true. Um, okay, so you know what? Um, what I want to get to real quick is that Robert had asked me to share. Um, an image. Let me get to that. So, yeah, Robert is one of our resident artists um, at the fan art channel in the Discord. He has a lot of stuff, even in the um, not the f the fan art, but also the fanfic. So, yeah, this... I was gonna say he's a is a strong writer too. Yeah. So, um... so yeah, just it's another look at one of his uh, robots, not necessarily mobile suit in progress. Um, it has that slender design that reminds me of, like, uh, the EVA units from Evangelion, even though I've never watched that. Um, and I kind of like the little Gundam stuff going on up there. So, yeah, Robert, good job with that. Yeah, if anyone wants to, yeah, take a look at it again or some other artwork, we have that at our um, uh, Discord. All right. Um, what am I going to move on to next? We'll do this real quick. I have, uh, yeah, we're... I think I got time for the rest of this stuff. So I did this which movie is better. Yeah, so Dragon Ball Evolution or G-Saber, just kind of a funny thing. I rented uh, Dragon Ball Evolution last weekend and I watched the first 15 minutes and I was like, yeah, this is just not for me. But I won't bash it. It's just not for me. Um, which, it's weird because when I watched G-Savior, I was like, wow, this is better than what people were saying. But... Yeah. I was raised watching those 90s sci-fi shows. So I'm used to that look, you know? Um, yeah. And do you have any commentary about Dragon Ball Evolution? Uh, not a fan. And, and, and that's coming from a Dragon Ball Z, you know, guy. Yeah. Like, it, it, was, it was kind of a kick in the teeth, especially considering, you know, <clears throat> my brothers and I, throughout the 90s, when we were watching Dragon Ball Z, it was like we would wait months on end for the dubbed VHS tapes to come out and then buy those because that was our, you know, we didn't have a way of watching it on TV. So it's like <laughs> the the only way for us to watch Dragon Ball Z was to wait a, a few months and then we get like, you know, three episodes on a VHS and two of the three episodes are just a guy screaming for yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't wait until we start fighting. <laughs> like Which it's it's funny because. I, you know, I think I mentioned before, I've watched the Frieza saga. When I was in high school, my buddies were like, or middle school, my buddies were like, you need to watch this. I watched it. I was like, that was enjoyable. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure reminds me of that. Because even though it's like crazy good animation, it is that whole thing where the enemy and the, they're like talking the whole time or setting it up. And then like, oh, what's going to happen next? I mean, JoJo is basically a love letter to Dragon Ball Z. You That's know? cool. That's cool. Um, okay, I, you know, yeah. I, I I'd like to go back and watch some Dragon Ball Z. There's a lot of uh, people in the Discord that talk about it. Um, the kids have watched some of it. Um, and then the new movies coming out. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of movies, um, on the 27th at six Central is movie night. We're gonna watch the Gundam Double O movie. So if you guys are, uh, if anyone's interested, head to patreoncom slash Gundam Explained. So that is that. Um, okay. Moving on. Uh, GBO2, just to show that, yeah, they've got this Gelgoog Vertex Kianos. Kianos, you know? And I'm like... They already had the Gelgoog Vertex, right? I, I believe so. Uh, 
and but yeah, this Kianos I've never heard of until until now. Um, so what I did was I was like, okay, well, you know, that's pretty interesting. Oh yeah, it has some story here. Yeah, so an MS design and developed by Anaheim Electronics exclusively for Chimera Core's Yuma Lightning. Okay, so that's the first time I've heard of this character. Yuma so, Lightning is a, is a pretty sweet character from what I understand. Yeah, it, so this character is in the manga The Return of Johnny Ridden or Raiden? I always say Ridden. Okay, Johnny but, Ridden. But, you know, hear, hear me out. Okay. Raiden makes a lot of sense since he is, you know, the Crimson Raiden, Lightning. The, oh. And, like, the God of Thunder, oh. Johnny Raiden, Raiden wow. from Mortal Kombat. I, you know, I'm I love it I'm when grasping. you do that. <laughs> no, I'm trying to make the connection. He's usually on point with this stuff, and that makes sense. His alias is Blue Lightning. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm I'm liking this. Um, okay, so anyway, yeah, I was just interested because I've never heard of this character. Now, this mobile suit is actually not. Yeah, it's oh, okay. Well, no, that's the Gelgoog, but we're looking at. Let, let's check it just in case. Yeah, that's not it. So this mobile, the mobile suit that is in GBO two is actually one that's not in the Gundam Wiki. Not saying that the Gundam Wiki needs to have everything because it's just you know fans putting that together, but. I was curious when I was looking it up and I couldn't find it. So we've got the standard MS-14J, VR, Gelgoog, but the Vertex. So there is the the Gelgoog high mobility, um, re-Gelgoo. I don't What is even that? Let's see. Okay. <laughs> what, what the hell is even that? No, the re-Gelgoo is from uh, Double Zeta. Double Zeta. That's yeah. cool. Okay. And then, um, le- okay, so that was uh, Anaheim Electronics. Okay, it's the proto. Okay, the prototype of the Gelgoog Vertex was designed by Remia Greenwood from the Federation Survey Service and developed by Anaheim Electronics. It was an improvement over the high mobility R type, um, incorporating data from the Re Gelgoog, which Anaheim obtained from Neo Zeon during the Neo Zeon War. Yeah, it's interesting how these manufacturers are like borrowing technology, which I'm sure that's what's going on right now in the world. We just then in the news like blame each other but we're really just sharing technology um armaments okay beam rifle okay grenade launcher a mega gatling gun that sounds sick uh beam naginata missile pod shield for the history after lead wayline was defeated by char asnable's custom dj at confedo rimier this is all a bunch of stuff that i don't even know that i need to read into Rimia Greenwood decided to design a mobile suit capable of defeating Char. The result was the Gelgoog Vertex, a mobile suit envisioned as the next-generation main mobile suit for the Chimera Corps. Simulated prototype was tested by Cristobal Rutherford, Rutherford, who con- commented that it was an amazing machine. Later, an actual unit, the Vertex Testarossa, envisioned as Johnny Ryden's unit, was test... Flied? Test flied? Never heard of that before. Above <laughs> Granada. A little proofreading would go. <laughs> okay, so you know what's cool about this is that's giving me more things to think about to jump into lore-wise because I have not really dived into anything about Johnny Ryden. I hear about him all the time. They make Gumpla, robot spirits of him. And, you know, the fact that Char is brought up, I guess there's some more of that background manga maybe only, or manga maybe only, like, story with Char. Yeah, because this... I know I've heard of... um Confedo before. How, where have I, 
Oh, is that another oh. name for Solomon? Yeah, later renamed. Oh, okay. So that that's the biggest pain in the butt. I, you know, if I if I were to offer a critique that maybe I would go back and write the Gundam wiki again, it would be to uh, explain when the names of things change. So like Compay Island um, or Competo yeah. uh, is also Solomon. So like in Stardust Memory, when they have the big naval review at Compay Island, that's Solomon that, that they're destroying. Um, or like the Gate of Zidane is right. Axis and Abawaku collided together, right? right. So it's like... Yeah, you know, that makes sense because if they... Or maybe I just need to be um, the, the proper Gundam pro, but, you know, at Confedo, in parentheses, formerly Solomon. But I could literally go here and do that. What am I talking about? I even have an account. I could... I even edited stuff for MS Igloo because it was missing. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a fun thing to do. Okay. Um, yeah, let me go in the chat real quick. Um, oh, yeah, even Sayla was saying, like, the Japanese god uh, uh, Raiden. Yep. Now, I didn't know that was a Japanese god. I always thought that was the guy from Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Which, speaking of, I mean, one of my favorite impressions to do is always the Christopher Lambert Raiden from the Mortal Kombat yeah. movie. <laughs> I always think that. I remember when Mortal Kombat first came out, I was like, that's the guy from Big Trouble in Little China. It is. Because they had that, and I always thought that was, like, sick. Um, let's see. Um... Let's see. So Lucas is uh, Lucas Garrett saying, hopefully Uma comes on Gundam Breaker Mobile. I got two Johnny Rydens just waiting to put together a suit worthy of his skills. So that's what's cool about the Gundam Breaker Mobile is they're always releasing like any suit, almost like GBO2 does. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's pretty cool. But I guess the difference with Gundam Breaker is it's not just UC. So uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Zionic Fenrir saying that the wiki's calling it the Gelgug Vertex Terranos. Okay. Yeah, and the Testarossa is the red variant. Oh, and it is in the game. Cool. Thank you, Zionic Fenrir. Um, okay, very cool. See, the collective knowledge of the Gundam uh, fandom That's how it works. can't be beat. Helping out this noob here. Of course, if someone's here spouting lies, someone's going to come help. That's how it works, right? I think you told me that's like the secret to the internet. Give the wrong answer and someone will correct you. Yeah, exactly. All right, here's uh, something um, uh, on Twitter, which I thought was pretty cool. Someone got a mirror, and I guess they built possibly a perfect grade. Let's see. It's going to refresh. Um, yeah, a unicorn. Have it come right out. Like That's vicious. And then a button to, like, you know, when I see something like this, it's like, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm learning to build Gumpla, and you could really apply a lot of these techniques to other objects that are not plastic robots, and then like combine oh, yeah. them and really do amazing things. Like even with your custom you're working on, you're just using like USB wires, or depending on the scale, to like uh, uh, add tubing that is missing from a, a Zaku. So yeah, yeah, exactly. One of the particular things that I like about this piece on Twitter, though, is there's a there's a program to those lights, right? It's not just as simple as turning on the LEDs and they just come on and they're lit up. There's like the flickering and then they kind of there's like stages of like the legs light up first and then the torso and then the arms and then the head. It's like a there's a there's a program being executed there, which is 
phenomenal because you're you're talking about not only like hobby crafting expertise but like also programming programming so it could be like a raspberry pi sitting back there or a druno one of those little uh it's got to be something yeah that's cool i'm sure (laughs) well no it reminds me of your uh little custom about the what is it called inductive lighting my what is the terminology oh yeah the led inductors yeah where it's like that's one aspect of building a diorama is a cool thing of having it automatically light up but then what are some other things you know um yeah people who start collecting certain uh techniques for that um another this is pretty cool so actually let me go to the beginning this is someone did this in blender it's uh ground gundam and it i guess did they go through um steven and like sculpt all the specific inner workings and then animated it let me tell you I work in Blender myself, yeah. and uh, I've never done anything remotely <laughs> as complex and uh, and detailed as this. Um, you know, all of the the opening flaps and the inner frames and like the interior mechanics that are working there. I mean, this is this is and, intense. Yeah, and you know what? I always think about stuff like Blender a lot because it's like. I've I've always wanted to be a filmmaker, you know, and it or I think because obviously I haven't gotten there yet, but I look at something like this is like, man, if I could learn how to use these 3D programs, I could and that's what happened with like the creator of Deadpool. He learned how to use 3D programs and he made everything a 3D animation that just looked real. And that's what yeah. got him the job to he even helped with Sonic the movie and that was successful as well. So this guy knows what he's doing. Uh I think his last name's Miller. I forget his first name, but yeah, um, okay, what is next? Oh, I thought this was funny. Uh, you know how you get spam all the time, and then someone's like, Hi, uh, Lena, my name is Anfia. This is my picture. I have a new number. Remember to say my new number. And then they reply, Hi, Anfia. Great to see you again. Since the last time we talked, I changed my name from Lena to Shar Asnable. This is my picture. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> because he's someone that would change his name. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's it's like I ignore spam. Sometimes in your mind you think, "Oh, what what can I say back to the spam caller or spammer in the chat?" And that's just a good one, actually. Yeah, I'm not clever enough for something like that, but <laughs> I I can appreciate it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, oh, okay. <clears throat> Neon Wave is saying, um, you guys should see the fan made short film Prototype Gundam. The animation is top notch and made by an independent Italian animator. Yeah, I actually have watched that. So I'm going to try to yeah. find it later and add it to the Discord because um, that's something I was looking at when I realized people do incredible work in 3D programs that aren't professional, like aren't in a professional position. And these people that were like, oh, there's no Gundam movie that looks like this. I'll make it myself. And they make all the 3D models and stuff. And it's, man, yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful piece. Let's see. Oh, Zionic friend were saying, quick questions about the new SD Gundam game. Can grunts fight on par with the main Gundams? Can they level up as much, or do they have lower stat limits? It, while it seems like every mobile suit has different stats, it, you can have something that's a non-Gundam right in there. I think you can level it up to be just as powerful. Yeah, I, I've only played as the Zaku 2, and oh, I haven't... Not a Gundam, yeah. And I've only failed two missions out of, like, 25 that I've played. Yeah, and, and you know what? Even... Um, when I was, I think when I was first playing, I wasn't even using a Gundam. It was a GM, the gun tank, yep. and the gun cannon. 
And then the Zaku too. Like I don't even have the Arc seventy eight two unlocked yet. Um, I think that was supposed to be part of the bonus. Um, yeah. and then I think my first Gundam was the Ground Gundam. Um, I remember. So and now you got the Easy Eight. Yeah, now I got the Easy Eight. Oh, I got the Alex too. I I did right before the stream. Yeah, and that's pretty fun. But I just love how different each one handles. Um, and you know, like I, I'm I'm gonna go on the defensive for this game because. Technically speaking, it's not actually SD as far as, like, SD goes. It's more of, like, do you remember those kits that came out a while ago that were, like, the cross silhouette? Right. Where it's, like, they have, like, kind of large head and exaggerated features, but they're not, exactly. like, you know, they're, they're not the chibi style. You're right. Y you know, you're not only are you right about that, but the opening movie, which I did skip, but you actually have to watch it now that I, I think I mentally skipped it. It's actually all to scale. And something happens, and they get pulled into another dimension. So even technically, this this game is not SD. No, no, <laughs> it's a, it's in an alternate universe. It's it's enter okay. the SD verse. Yeah, there you go into the <laughs> SD verse. Okay, yeah, they need to do it like that. Um, oh, ODST film 0079, Finally, a Gundam stream. That is right. That's why I started this. Because I wanted to join some live Gundam discussion, so. Um, let's see, anything else? Rogue New Type, they even show all the switches and knobs in the Gundam cockpit and how the AMBAC system turns on. Very cool. Yeah, for people to go in that depth of designing that. Well, you know what? We are at time. That was a good show, Robert. I was glad to get your picture in on this one. Uh, it's fun talking about SD Gundam Battle Alliance um, and all that other stuff. Steven, anything else to bring up? No, no, um, join the Discord um, because you're going to see more of Robert's art. You're going to see there's a ton of talented Gunpla builders. Um, you know, join the Patreon before this weekend so that you can oh, join right. in on watching Double O uh, Awakening the Trailblazer. So. Yeah. And oh, you know what? Just want ODST Films 079. Is it over? Oh, I feel bad if you just joined and it's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do about 45 minutes to an hour every Thursday. Feel free to, with the links, join the Discord. You can join us on the next one. And, you know, something else that I didn't do this time that we're, we are going to get back to, and that is going to be the call-ins. I yes. just, I wanted to make sure this stream actually started to where you guys can see it and hear it, and luckily that happened. So, um, yeah. oh, and Ian Hansen, check out Nonstop Collectors on Instagram and Twitch. That is correct. Our mod Ian has his own thing going on. Link in the description for that as well. So best toy photographer in the biz. Yeah, he's been uh, getting up there with the toy photography. He's got the latest Epion Metal uh, robot spirits. Um, oh, WebFox One Hundred. Thanks for the stream. Thanks, man. But um, yeah, great to see everyone. We are gonna stop there. But uh, yeah, movie night this weekend, and then uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. So take care. Thanks. Cheers.